0: aim a little higher podcast episode 22 it's not the fact that they're
1: athletes or movie stars or or lawyers or this that it's the fact that there are people who believe that if you just put your head down mind your business commit yourself to be helpful to others and just show love in general you will win
0: You're locked into Aim a little higher podcast where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday, and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result results. I know you're gonna dig this. Introducing your host. He was an Olympic torchbearer. Pete Jones National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker. Kamal Hyman. What's up guys, welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It's your boy Kamal Hyman here and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a unique singer-songwriter, director and producer based in the heart of South London. Born and raised in Zimbabwe, then moved to the UK as a teenager. His diverse life experience has enabled him to create distinctive music that mixes the sound of the Western world with his African heritage. He's an advocate for inspiring young people and has motivated students across the UK. He's the author of Ambition Is Not Enough and is currently producing a comedy web series which he stars in exclusively for the wall of comedy. It is my pleasure to introduce the one and only King Cass. King Cass, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, on
1: Such a pleasure man.
0: Uh, it's awesome to have you on the show man. It's good to we, we finally did it. We finally did it.
1: Finally <laughs> got there in the end. it was it was a tr- it was a real struggle, but um, a struggle worth while because we finally got here in the end. And I'm so delighted. Thank you for having me on your show today.
0: Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for gracing us with your with your presence. And before no we even before we even get started, I've got to um, just ask about the event you did recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was up on Facebook, saw all the pictures from it um and it looked like you you shut the place down and how how was that event you know your last thing you held
1: <laughs> it was my first concert in 14 months my first headline concert in 14 months and I hadn't been on stage I was asked um by um an organization called Get Familiar and uh the Primo Bar which is based in the uh Park Plaza Hotel in Westminster and they said hey could you come and do a show just to open the year up and so on and so I agreed um and you know put just a few you know feelers out online and things and I just thought it would be a nice intimate kind of lounge situation and come the night of the show (laughs) insane and the funny thing is I was incredibly calm and I felt a great sense of peace within myself just in general and I've been in that in that zone for a long time and I thought maybe I might feel crazy nervous or something but Come the show day, it was, it was nice and smooth. And then I went on stage and I looked down to the audience and I was just absolutely blown away because wow. it full, it was absolutely full and t- to feel the, the love and the energy in that space was astounding. And, um, the main thing actually that came from that night, which I think is going to be really important for listeners is that um, they actually picked up the message and that message that I had that night was, you know, um, that of supporting our, our peers, supporting our friends and people who have, um, you know, endeavors that are particularly challenging Mm. uh, to to go for. So as well as having a great uh, night, they had a good concert. I really, really enjoyed myself. And I, I, you know, I had a whale of a time on that stage and the audience really, really enjoyed what I gave them. But above all, their soul was fed and I, I really felt like my mission was accomplished. So what you saw on Facebook was a representation of something that was truly moving, something that was bigger than what I thought it was going to be. I thought maybe 50 people in the audience. I'm not kidding. Wow. I'm not kidding i 'm not joking, I thought you know maybe fifty people and you know my 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 friends you know, and by the way, shout out to my boys who came through full effect and showed me so much love and support. you know I, I respect those boys so much and and they helped to contribute to making that a fantastic night, but yeah, man, we had a good time and and those who went there missed a fantastic show, but we 're going to do more
0: powerful, powerful, and I think it speaks volumes that you hadn 't done a headline for fourteen months. And then you put one on and, and it was packed out. That speaks volumes for your for your personality and just your love for the art.:
1: Man, I have to be grateful. And some people say, "Well, what's there to be grateful for? You know the gift is yours, and you you nurture the talent and so on and so forth. And it goes like this: Every human being in the world who decides to listen to my music, read my book, watch my uh my, my show or just get involved in anything that I'm doing. It is a choice. And I'm grateful that people um, make the choice to even pay attention to whatever it is I have to say, even if it's just for two minutes. The Mm. fact that that person, you know, and ultimately those people, those groups those countries, you know, the fact that they take some time, even if it's four seconds to listen to me or to take me in, I'm grateful because the feeling I have inside to share is so strong. And because you feel that that urge to share so strongly, when someone else receives it, it feels good. Mm. So that's where the gratitude comes from. And I just wanted to, I want to just make sure that everybody understands that when I say I'm grateful for where I'm at, that's what I mean so for people coming out like that for people to to respond the way they do to me for people to um to even see me in the way they do to give me the time of day or night I'm thoroughly thoroughly grateful because you have the choice to do millions of things in a day and the fact that you chose me as one of them is an absolute honor
0: mm, so true so true and I can completely relate even with the podcast you know we do a and a every Saturday and Mm. when you get people reaching out to you to ask the questions or to just give you feedback on the show, you're just like, wow, you feel time out That's... of your day to mm. listen to. It. And it's, th- these are like 20 minutes, half an hour interviews. And you took your time out of the day to sit down and listen to it. And yeah, I completely get it, man. You're just so grateful that they gave you that chance to mm-hmm. affect mm-hmm. their lives.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So many people don't have a voice and I'm, I'm not saying that my ride has been easy, but I have a voice and I recognize that. So, you know, i'm I'm grateful for that because there are millions of people around the world who don't have a voice
0: Mm, powerful man powerful stuff now aim a little the aim a little higher movement is is all about setting solid foundations you know we say don't don't chase your dreams build them that's right and what we want to do is look at the man behind the brand you know so can we start right at the foundation let's go way back to when you were a child like what were you like as a young child
1: before I tell you what I was like as a child, before we go into all of that, I just want to touch on this whole aim a little higher thing. I just mm. want to publicly congratulate you on being such a phenomenon. And I wanna say that you you know that I I I paid close attention to what you're doing. And I have to I have to just take this time to honor you. I know this is your platform anyway, but I have to because I have a high level of respect for what you're doing. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it, man.
1: And aim a little higher is something that you Know uh, a lot of people need so let's continue, but okay. My childhood, thank you very how, much, man. How, how, you're welcome, absolute pleasure. Now, my childhood, hmm. I was noisy, I was, <laughs> I was well, that hasn't changed, has it? Come um, <laughs> I was noisy, I was inquisitive, I was um, adventurous, um, I was very naughty. God, my mother had it with me like she really did bless her and to this day you know she she still shares the same amount of unconditional love but anyway I was always a dreamer and I knew that I was going to be somebody as a child I knew that I was going to be someone important and at the age of six I remember just like walking down the street with my mom, and I always had like the feeling that you know, I was being watched and I didn't, I never understood why. And I just, you know, people would, I would meet people growing up and people be like, Oh, there's something about this kid. There's something about this kid. And at the time, all I cared about was, um, airplanes as a small child. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to become a pilot. That's what I cared about. Age 12. My dad enrolled me into a private flying school. And, and, and I did that for four years. Thanks dad. Um, unfortunately that didn't quite work out in the end because, just before um I could actually get a license in, in 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 um the aircraft I was training, uh my family broke apart. So again, touching on the childhood, you know, I came I come from a, a very affluent family. My dad had a very high position in the government and my mother uh, is a nurse by profession but i grew up watching my mother be a socialite and i watched i watched my mother be the person who showed compassion to like, to all the people in the community and you know even one time my mom confiscated Um, food from my brother and I was sat in the back seat of the car and she saw somebody who she recognized that he looked like he was in a bad way he was with his two children and my mother stopped the car and took the food and the drink from my brother's hands and gave it to these kids of course yeah of course I was vexed. I was angry (laughs) infuriated but you know what I grew up and I realized you know the 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 beauty and that but coming from that and then coming to England, you know, as you, as you mentioned, you know, I'm from Zimbabwe, I came to England, did my pilot training for a while, but my family broke apart and amongst all of the the variables that you have to deal with in life as a teenager. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I started dealing with, you know, uh, uh, domestic violence, you know, uh, at home and I was being bullied myself. That was, that was a quite dark time. And so, I went from being this kid who was bright and vibrant and crazy and noisy and all this kind of stuff. And then I became um, a teenager who was very isolated and very shut off. And in fact, I became socially isolated for a long time, for about six years to be precise, Wow! where I just I wasn't able to be around people because I was I was so tired of people wanting me to be how they wanted me to be. And I was so tired of people um, complaining that I was too loud. I was I was too um, I was too close, too mm. much. Why do you always want to come and visit? Why do you always want to come and cook for us? Why do you want to? Why do you remember everybody's birthday? It, 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 when I look back, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. But, but my the time when you're in it, yeah, I can understand it affects you differently. Yeah, you know. But my childhood, just to kind of sum it up, um, it was a very. The first half was very interesting. I was shown what I can do with the world. first half of my childhood i was shown what i can do with the world and i recognized it and the second half of my childhood i would say that the tests came so i had a very testing um latter childhood you know sort of adolescence um and then about 19 years old i just emerged in this knowledge of i am king cass Mm. like nobody Nobody should ever tell me how I should be. I'm not harming anyone. I'm not being mean. I'm not being degrading. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm not disrespecting myself. I'm not even compromising myself by being this person. So do you know what? Be uncomfortable. I'm gonna be it, and you're gonna have to live with it and be comfortable regardless. I, and I, and from that from that moment, that was when I was 19, and I'm now 27 and you know in that time so much has happened and wow you know uh, obviously as as you ask more questions I'll, I'll be able to elaborate on more more stuff but being 27 years old right now i feel good mm. come on I, I feel happy i feel accomplished more than i thought i would less than 2 years ago i was i was wondering where my life was going because i would just come out of west end you know being a lead singer in the in thriller life uh the the show celebrating michael jackson's life You know, and then you come out of that and you're trying to figure things out from square one. And then even, you know, looking back then and looking up to now, you know, well, it's actually three years um, ago. And looking at it now, it's like, that's crazy. This is amazing. And so from childhood to thinking I was going to be this pilot yeah. To wondering why people were fascinated by me, to wondering why people were so mean to me, to taking a stand with and for myself, to deciding that I'm going to be myself regardless of whatever, you know, and, and to making these fantastic friends that I have now who I love so dearly, um, you know, they they are my backbone whenever uh, my own backbone is a little weak, <laughs> um, you know, so grateful for them. So yeah, you Powerful, know, and to be. Right? Yeah, to being who I am and where I am now, is, it's something that, not to be cliche, but it's something that's a true blessing. I feel good.
0: Mm, and I think for the listeners, the, 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 to me, the turning point there is when you're young, you're being yourself, inquisitive, just just having fun. Yeah. Then you got to a stage where people started to try and push you in this box. Don't be that, be this, be this. Keep calm, be average. I, you know? struggled, <laughs> with
1: I struggled with yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and it I sounds like, what, was it six years you said, where, where you let it affect you?
1: Six years well, yeah. it was if if I let it affect me any further i would i don't think I would have lived for another six years if i'm honest
0: for real, you can't live like that it's it's not the way to be, and I'm so glad you mentioned about taking a stand and saying, Do you know what this is me
1: absolutely I'm King Cass I, I...
0: and you can love it, you can hate it, but it's not my problem anymore.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not my responsibility. And this is just a message for the listeners, guys. One of the very most important rules in life is that what other people think of you, good or bad, is actually none of your business. (laughs) None. Like, it's just as bad as gossiping. Mm. What other people think of you, you, whether you know what it is or not, it is not going to change anything. If somebody doesn't think what you want them to think of you, there's nothing you can do about it unless that person decides that it's okay to change their mind yeah. so therefore please just be yourself because i the reason why I ended up I mentioned the six years of social isolation was because if I stayed amongst everybody else is either I would have caved in and conformed I probably would have i don't know I probably become a violent person I don't know. Mm. So how the anger would have would have
0: manifested itself.
1: Right. So what I did was I removed myself from the situation. Not every person thinks like this. So I need you guys to pay close attention. I removed myself and I said, I need to do something. That helps me to channel these feelings because I was angry, I was hurt, I felt rejected, I was broken. My dad at home, you know, wasn't exactly being the best. My mother was struggling. My my, my older siblings were being teenagers. You know, they were there were older teenagers than than what I was at the time and they were being teenagers, and that was difficult for my mom to handle and it was difficult for myself and my 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 younger brother to observe. Um, you know, so I had to remove myself. What else can what else could I do? Now now also, here's what I'm saying. I'm not about to put anybody else's behaviour as a reason for the for my choices.
0: Yes. But my
1: do, 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 do you know what I mean? Like my choices are made because I, I tried my best to look into the future and say, Okay, how does the King Cast story sounds if he stays on this road? Oh and then how does the king cast story sound if he walks on that road and that's just how i make my decisions you know and it, the same principle applies to you know sort of you know other people's opinions and things like that I, 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 don't, I don't i don't care frankly um and i and i choose to look into the future and see what what change can i make with what i'm observing right now can i make no changes if i can make no changes i will leave it because guess what it's none of my business powerful powerful i love
0: that And for people who are kind of listening, some of them might be in a situation now whereby they needed to hear that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So first and foremost, thank you for giving us a live example of how to make that change and actually say, you know what, I love myself and move forward from there. And what would be interesting to know, actually, is, you know, now you're doing a singer, songwriter, producer, um, even starting to act now as well, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, what's that about? I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, "Kash is acting now." I was like, "This guy doesn't play around."
1: Dude.
0: But what education route did you take?
1: Okay, so this is interesting. I um obviously primary ed- education, standard primary education. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, up until I was age ten in Zimbabwe, and then age eleven from 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 here in in London, I obviously finished off primary education secondary i went to school in london south london Mm -hmm. um they closed my old school twice that's how bad it was um (laughs) and then um after that i went to college i went to i went went, okay here's the thing i went to south kent college Mm -hmm. and i chose the course that was not for me i chose an it engineering course i bet you didn't know that no i didn't why did you choose it engineering oh because my mom wanted me to pick a job to pick a course that would lead me to a job that make lots of money so you see the things Ah,
0: that... you chase the money
1: well i didn't quite chase the money at the time i didn't have my my resident status in the uk so for those of you who aren't aware if you move into this country from a from a non-eu country you need to apply for a status known as uh resident uh hold on it's called um indefinite leave to remain okay i also known as a residency permit, which is what I have, and so I didn't have that for for ten years so actually I passed the age of getting a job and all that kind of stuff um bef- uh, uh, before I got the papers because I didn't have the papers I had to figure some stuff out so education mm. was difficult you know so second year of college I said you know what I'm not obviously I'm not an it engineer I'm gonna have to have some honest words with my mum <laughs> And by the way, guys, we're talking about 11 years ago. And, and my mom didn't talk to me for a year. because wow. Yeah, because I said to my mom that I'm no longer going to pursue the pilot course. Now, there's something that for some reason was difficult for mom to understand that is just too expensive since since dad left. And she suggested, you know, why don't you get a bursary or a grant or this or that? And I was like, mom, like, I don't have papers. It's not possible. So I decided to go to a music college and that's what that's what we didn't talk over actually because my mom was like music doesn't put food in the table what are you doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i said well look you know and listeners please don't say this to your moms but i'm just going to share this out of being on out of the sake of being honest i said to my mom i said mom you know when you leave the world i want to miss you and i don't want to resent the decisions that you made for me mm. You know, and so my mom wanted me to do the whole university route and so on and so forth. Now, my views on university are that if you if you are going for a specific purpose and you've done your research as to how you're going to benefit, then that's fine. However, university is one of many routes into a very vast world of opportunities. Um, So I didn't go to university. For two reasons. Number one, when I when I was the age to go to university, I didn't have the paperwork to support the to support the endeavor. Uh, and then when I did get the papers, I had already decided that uh, my my years of voluntary experience because that's what I did instead. is um, After I finished studying music at college for two years, <clears throat> uh, Meridian Music Center is where I attended, and I, I graduated uh, top of the class, top of the college, wow. uh, top, top vocalist of the UK. Oh um, seven oh eight. Wow. which is which was an honor um only time that award has ever been awarded uh, only time two awards have been awarded to the same to one student twice um to the same to one student on one night so that was my little um record breaking thing and so <laughs> after after I graduated, I volunteered for a while um uh, for for a couple of years for an organization in southeast london that that worked with young people and this is how I caught the bug come uh-huh. on I was, I was working with young people, but from an office, I did the boring part. Got yeah. So, you know, I did from funding and all this kind of stuff. I learned so much just watching these people operate and watching, um, watching how they changed these children's lives. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something like that. Um, but after I got my papers and two years into actually working at the place I was volunteering, I got bored, as you do. And I realized, you know what? I really want to sing and I want to pursue that. So, you know, uh, educationally, I, I did study for music. I studied vocal artistry and stage performance. Um, but to be very honest with you guys, I'm not going to, you know, make it sound like a a, a a really prestigious thing. For me, I have had to mostly use my my personal know-how I've had to figure things out and use my common sense and that's something that unfortunately is not so common these days um and I'm I'm a, I'm a real talker like I just I just talk real like here you go here it is this mm. is what it well it's black or white for me so it's like this yes I did go and I studied at college but um the the environment did not cater to people like myself in my situation at the time. So I had to figure it out for myself. And that's the best way I can I can answer that question for you because my educational route could have gone further if the opportunity was made available to me um, as a young immigrant. Um, but then the government has no provision for those things. Uh, I turned out just fine. However, more could have been done.
0: Got ya. So after that kind of the college level experience and getting the music stuff, you you went to the University of Life. That <laughs> uh, yes, sounds uh, a bit, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Quite is it quite the uni? My goodness, you don't, a, it. you don't get alone. You don't get alone.
0: Tell me about it, man. And and once you're in this this University of Life, what was your first job? I mean, now you're doing something you love and you're passionate about, but can you remember
1: what your first job was? <sighs> Salute to the whalers. Salute to the whalers. I did a tour with a group called Perfect Purple, and we paid homage to Bob Marley and the whalers. And in in fact, we did it for a few years, and uh, Mm. and it actually led to um, me touring with some of the whalers themselves a a few years on. Yeah. So you know, and that was a testament for me to just say, Do you know what, you you must always, always go with the feeling.
0: Tell me about it. My God, it
1: was. Um, what's funny is that my mum came to that concert, and it was that concert when she realised that this kid is serious. Wow. And that's that was around the time when we started talking again. So but it's not like as if. And when I say I didn't, we didn't talk, guys. I'm, I'm not saying like you know. It was like silence altogether. It was just like a thing of like I'd come home and it was like a, uh, and she'd be like and she'd just say dinner and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that, that you know what I mean. We didn't have conversation because I felt really hurt at the time. Um, and here's a side note for the for the listeners as well, guys. If your parents seem mm-hmm. a little bit like you know, crazy about your 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 crazy ambitions, mm-hmm. it's only because they don't want you hurt. That's all. So don't don't think too much about it. Don't,
0: yeah. For real, for real. And what I love about that as well is you continue to do the thing your mum wanted to, for a little while to like give it a chance, but then you went and worked hard enough to go and prove that it was worth, worth your while. And I think that's yeah. massive, people. When you get doubted, sometimes you just need to go out and work harder and prove that it's worthwhile and then come back to that person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And I think mm -hmm. that's powerful and it's true. The best proof that something works is you going out and actually doing it, not you talking Mm -hmm. about it. Oh, but it could be great. It could be go and stand on stage with the whalers.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you'll get taken seriously. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, and, and it's so interesting because, you know, even, even that, Um, junior marvin who is who is one of the members original members of the whalers you know and he actually took on uh he took on the um the 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 role as like the lead for a while after bob marley passed away you know when i met him and worked with him right and it's like he he showed me a a a level of greatness that i've never seen in my life he showed me like how he displays love and in fact kamal you you'll find obviously you know i'm a very tactile person and i'm a you know well that kind of stuff you know when i met junior marvin i i saw a man who has built an entire life and career with love mm. you know and he's another person who clearly has, has attended the university of life and for that to be my first thing like my first big thing that I did when I said, Okay, I'm gonna strike out by myself by myself and do things, you know, independently, it was really special because to this day I can look back, uh, I can call him and he's like my industry granddad. How many people can say that? You
0: know <laughs> me? <laughs> Tell me about it. You know? Tell me about it. It's so important to find someone who's doing what you want to be doing. Go and learn from them, go and study from them. I say Absolutely. this all the time. It's so vital.
1: Absolutely. And the things for me, I've been blessed with many many great people around me and this is a, another very important element for, for all those listening out there you know one of the biggest uh, decision makers of our lives is for, one of the things that helps us to make decisions is the influence of the people around us mm-hmm. and, um, you know for me I'm, I've never re- I've never had bad friends I can honestly tell you that it's, I've either I've either had no friends or oh, I, I didn't have a bad friend. I've never had a bad friend. I've had friends who've done me wrong in the past, but then you don't, you're don't, you not my friend anymore when you do that. Um, sure. But not, not even in a bad way, but now the, the fantastic people who surround me from, from athletes to movie stars and all this stuff. But I'll tell you this, it's not the fact that they're athletes or movie stars or, or lawyers or this, that. It's the fact that there are people who believe that if you just put your head down, mind your business, Commit yourself to be helpful to others and just show love in general. You will win.
0: Powerful, powerful. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. Surround yourself with eagles, man. Stop hanging around with chickens. I say this in... Every speed. I'm the farm yard
1: laying rotten eggs. No.
0: <laughs> Seriously, man. Surround yourself with eagles, people who are flying at a different height. Stop surrounding yourself with average people because you'll get average results. Mm-hmm. Powerful, man. Now, I want to move us into the rapid round real quick. Okay. Well, I'm going to just chuck some random questions at you just to give us a little bit of an insight into, into your world. Okay. So answer as honestly as you can. So the first one is what time do you wake up?
1: It varies every day.
0: Depends on what's on the agenda.
1: Depends on what's on the agenda. Typically, about seven o'clock before I go and train.
0: Okay. What's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day?
1: Mm,
0: I pray. Okay. That spiritual time.
1: That's right. It's spiritual time all the time for me, man. But like, you know, the morning is like the moment. It's like it's just like you know, it's the moment when I just kind of like say, okay. I'm about to go out and do something and I and I and I want the focus to be right so I say you know let the true purpose be seen and heard let let not let not I be seen but let the true the true purpose be seen and heard for for what you know what I mean for what the what the day's all about and what I'm supposed to do and that's usually how I kick start my day and then I and then I and then James Bond's personal trainer who happens to be my personal trainer kicks my ass no way <laughs> yeah way and he, he, he but it's great though it's great i'm i'm, I'm feeling the, the process i'm enjoying it. i'm having a lot of fun
0: powerful if you could be any animal which would you be and why lion okay
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> not bad for an african um no um lion of course but it's a majestic creature i'm not going to go with any kind of like instincts or whatever it's a majestic creature i look at a lion and i say that animal looks good if i was an animal i'd want to look good i'd want to be muscular i'd want to have a winning mane of hair so please lion any day powerful powerful what's your favorite dessert I'm, I'm gonna be really boring. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be. I, this is gonna be probably boring to other people, but this is a classic. Apple pie and ice cream. Easy. Okay. Oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. That's, oh, listen. You're taking me back right now. You know, I have, I have some ice cream in the fridge, so I'm gonna go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you name one thing you couldn't go without?
1: Love. oh
0: Powerful. Powerful. I love that one. You're at a karaoke bar. And I've been to a karaoke bar with you, actually. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) What's your go-to song?
1: I believe I can fly.
0: Oh, snap.
1: I believe I can touch the sky. Damn. I I sang that in a pub in Leeds when I was 16 and my uncle took me out. And I sang that song. And bless those people. It was... Fantastic, and then I went back two years later, and I flopped. It was horrible. (laughs) The encore didn't go well. (laughs) You're supposed to sing horribly at at, at Carriker, didn't you? Hear that horrible attempt? Like it's supposed to sound a bit pants.
0: Like, and that was horrible for you. Mad, mad.
1: Oh Oh, my goodness, have you seen the time of night it is?
0: (laughs) Ah dear. Now tell us something most people don't know about you, and I know you're quite a transparent person, so it's gonna be a tough one. (laughs) But tell us something most people don't know about you
1: tell you something most people don't know about me i was hosting a show recently and i decided to surprise the whole audience and to this day even just a limited amount of people have discovered this but one thing that the general public do not know is that i can play the drums
0: not see i'm I'm learning here i did not know you did you did it in college
1: and now i know you play the drums as well mad I, I don't play them now i just can't but
0: like. you can play them. the ability is there
1: <laughs> if I, yeah if, if i have if, if 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 needs be yes i'll play mad. Uh, you know
0: awesome awesome what's what's your most effective daily habit how honest are we talking i'm joking
1: <laughs> come on you should have known better than to interview me i know right minutes. Um, <laughs> um i'm joking my most effective daily habit I'm gonna go with prayer again. Okay, you know, and I'll tell you why. I'm gonna just elaborate a little bit. The world is bigger than me, mm. my job is bigger than me. What is expected of me is bigger, way bigger. And because it's bigger than me, I can't give myself the spiritual strength, I can't just conjure it from nowhere. Like, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have to go into myself, you know, after this, after I pray and I have to just kind of take a moment and just say, okay, I'm willing to do the work Mm. and I, and I commit myself. So I guess, you know, I guess I can advance the answer a little bit and say, I think my most effective daily habit is I, I consciously commit myself and I do that. I initiate that with prayer, and then I do that throughout the day, so it 's a continuous habit um, i com- I commit myself to one thing at a time also i don 't like, i don 't like to uh, make life difficult for myself, so this is for all of you young people out there who apply so much pressure on yourselves on top of the pressure that your parents relatives, friends, and so on and so on um, you know we apply so much pressure on ourselves, you need to minimize that pressure, and how do you do that because you just commit to one thing i 'll give you a, a tiny example. 2014 began I said I want to change one thing in my life I said I'm going to respond to emails more quickly because that was a problem I had and you know what just by committing to that one thing each day it's become a a natural habit and so i i respond back I respond to my emails uh much more quickly than I used to, and actually that's better for business It's better as a professional. It looks better people are more uh, willing to work with me people are more willing to to help out and to provide certain things because i'm efficient and because i my enthusiasm translates through how quickly I respond to an email mm. so I made myself that one promise to come to make that one commitment so message to everybody out there my one daily uh uh habit um that helps me to be effective is that i commit myself every single day to what my purpose is
0: love it love it that's powerful what's your biggest distraction
1: Mm, new ideas
0: okay yep (laughs) that's that entrepreneur in you man
1: you know like you know some people it's like you know maybe some people like you know they 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 You know, they go on YouTube, and some people like it's like a social media thing, and scroll, scroll. I can tell myself to stop scrolling. I can tell myself to get off Twitter. I can do that. I can do that. I can put my phone in the next room and not worry about it. That's fine. But you know what? I cannot get through the day without having like a a a barrage of like ten thousand ideas, and I'm like. So,
0: yeah, I could do this, I could do that, oh my gosh, I, like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about man. yeah, and,
1: and, and because life has been going where it's been going recently, these things are literally a possibility like it's just like pff, we could make it happen mm. like because of where we're at now you for know? real,
0: it's amazing how the more you achieve, the more your eyes open to what's possible That's do you right. know what I mean so That's much right. and it, it's so true, so I know exactly what you're talking about that success breeds success
1: absolutely if you if you ask me to produce, to write, produce, and direct a comedy series, a web series last year, I would have said no because I I wouldn't have known how to do it at all. Now, when I did do it this time around, it's not that I, I now knew how to do it, but I was now in the place where I could be efficient enough. So from concept to writing to auditioning, casting, filming, rapping, editing, five weeks. Wow. Five weeks we're like, we're done. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you start with basic things, start with basic methods, you get to a stage where you can do something like that. So not only am I working on that, but there's a number of things, a number of projects of my own that I'm managing at the moment. And it's a thing that, uh, I'm more efficient because I've taken everything one step at a time. I haven't mm-hmm. looked at anybody else. I haven't concerned myself with the opinions of others. I haven't thought about things that I cannot change. Um, another side note for the listeners, guys, there are things that we care about in the world. We all care about something in the world. But then when that something is another person and that person is perhaps maybe not really doing their best and you need to move forward with your life, please, you can love people from a distance you need to do what works for you if your one commitment if your one effective habit of the day is to remind yourself to be around the right people i can't stress it enough then please mm. do that
0: so true man surround yourself with eagles that's Leave right the damn chickens behind 100 percent. that's right, that's now, right. audience members listening and thinking do you know what love what king cass is doing right now i want to get there What are three things, three actions, or maybe three habits they could start right now?
1: Number one, be honest with yourself about everything. Be honest with yourself. Are you a reliable person? Are you honest? Are you funny? Are you not so funny? Are you annoying? Are you rude? Are you efficient? Are you tardy? Mm. You have to be honest with yourself. Are you... Are you a liar? Are you you overweight and and you're addicted to food? And you know that, but you refuse to admit it. I dealt with with weight for a long, long time. And in 2008, I had to look in the mirror and say, Cass, dude, it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. And and it's going to hurt when someone else says it. Mm. So fix it. And this is what it is. Step one, be honest with yourself. Number two, be honest with, with others. Okay, that doesn't mean talk to everybody. It just means that those who you carefully select to communicate with, be honest with them, because that creates a line of trust. What happens with that trust is that when people speak of you, your reputation precedes you and people begin to understand an idea of who you are based on what other people say. It's not that you care, but it does matter that as your name goes down the line, it's going to determine a lot of things for you. So, number one, be honest with yourself. Number two, be honest with others. And number three, go. Mm. We don't we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I have flopped and flopped. And it feels bad. It feels horrible. It feels terrible. I'll be honest. But it does not compare to the joy and the pleasure and the peace that I feel now. Okay? I remember days come on cleaning toilets for 70 pounds a month. okay? Mm. Now I get picked up every single day in a luxury car to go to Pinewood Studios to the set of Star Wars so that I can train. Wow and eat good food. you know I, I, I my home is beautiful. I'm blessed with such a wonderful home. you know I, you know like the life I dreamt of as a child. I have, you know, the swimming pool thing and the gym thing. Like I have all of that now. And that's because number one, be real with yourself. So people know that when they see you, they know what they're dealing with. Number two, be real with others because they will go and tell the rest of the people that, you know what, there is a good, there's a good person there because that does count. And then number three, go. When you, when you are known to be a tenacious driven focused individual somebody somewhere is going to turn on and say i would like to help you oh, that's I it's would-
0: so true it's so yeah. true build your yep. brand and people are going to come to that brand but you've got to build it first
1: yep there's a movie movie from the 90s it's called field of dreams mm-hmm. and one of my favorite quotes from it is build it and they will come and that is that is my that is my belief and so i've i've lived by that principle for a long time even before i remembered that it came from a movie like that in fact it was a reminder from a friend from the states who said to me who said the quote to me before i i started one of my um other crazy projects about 4 years ago mm. um yeah you know which is still running today with thank god so you know number one be honest with yourself number two be honest with others number three go go it matters you know those who talk it's great Great, great vocabulary, fantastic. You know all the jargon, great, fantastic. The technicalities, oh, good stuff. But can you move though? Yeah, okay. You know, do, can your can you, you know, do your words match up to what I'm seeing you do physically? And that's something that, that matters to me a great deal. And that's even people that, like that I employ now, like I think about that stuff and people that I'm about to collaborate with, I think about those things. It counts,
0: it counts across the board powerful i'm so glad you said that man that is that is literally the 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 brand the branding message wrapped up you're Mm -hmm. a brand people are going to buy into your brand and they're going to avoid you because of your brand so make sure that Mm -hmm. brand's a positive one that people want to work with collaborate with and that's when you start to soar with them eagles so love that love that and now finally before we let you go You are still on the stage in front of 10,000 young people. This is no weird situation for you. (laughs) You're still on the stage in front of 10,000 young people, but you're only allowed to give one piece of advice before the men in black suits come and drag you off stage. What's that one piece of advice?
1: That's a good one, Kamal. (laughs) That's a good one. I
0: should have my own show, right? (laughs) That's
1: a good... All right. Well done. Well done. Now I have to really think. Before you do or say anything, please remember that there is always a little face below looking up.
0: Oh, oh, that one hit. That one hit home for me. <laughs> that one hit home for me. Yeah. Um, before you do or say anything, always remember there's a little face looking up.
1: And 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 that face doesn't have to be necessarily like, for example, your little girl. It doesn't have to be my little niece. It doesn't have to be my cousin. It could be anybody. It could be any child, any young person. Before you go and do or say anything, remember that there's a little face looking up. And the example you set is what they're going to follow. Inevitably, you have an influence. You have an influence. Believe it or not, you right there, listening right now today, you have an influence the level of influence that's irrelevant the fact of the matter is your actions will always evoke a reaction from somebody somewhere so before you do or say anything please remember that there is always a little face watching you pow pow
0: that's how you close off an interview man <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> love it man thank you so much for your time it has been awesome to have you on the show and before, before we even let you go i need to let us know how can our audience get in contact with you
1: my handle is the same for instagram twitter snapchat it is i am King Cass, i a m k i n g c a s you can find me um I have some really exciting news regarding the, the web series coming very soon. So tell them, tell them. <laughs> so do get locked into the social my social media because I will be announcing, and like Kamal said earlier, you know, we've, we've, I've written and created the show exclusively for The Wall of Comedy. So if you're familiar with that already.
0: You have you to be. If you haven't been living under a rock.
1: Right. You are The Wall of saying that. And by the way, speaking of being surrounded by wonderful people, the Wall of Comedies is fun is founded by uh Jovan Wade, who is now starring in, in East Congratulations, Javan. Well done. Um As- Ascot and Dennis Carter. Purcell Those...
0: Ascot for the guys to remember, he was episode two of the aim of High podcast. So yeah, we've we've got him we've got him locked in.
1: There we go. There we go. Now, um interesting uh, bit of trivia. I've known Javan Wade for 10 years and I've and I've known Percy for 6. And actually, um Percy was a, before Mandem on the Wall was formed because before it became Wall of Comedy, it was it was Mandem on the Wall. Before that happened, I met Percy um with Javan um at a show that we were all performing at. Now, I had already met Percy before that. But we met up at the show and then Percy pulled me to the side. And it's the first time we had a proper conversation. And Percy said to me, Cass, I have a question to ask you. I, um, I have an opportunity to go away, you know, for a year or stay and, you know, figure out what, what we're going to do with, with um, our final year at college and also see what me and Jovan are going to work on. I said, Percy, why don't you stay in the country, see what you guys can work out, and then you can always go to, you always go abroad next year. Within three months, Mandem on the Wall was created. <laughs> wow. By the, yeah, by the 24th of December, these guys had already shown their first episode online and it went crazy. And today, Wall of Comedy has 1.2 million subscribers on Facebook. And, you know, um, it's it's incredible to, to know that for me to be a part of this now in this capacity is wonderful. But I was there the day that the, the wow. idea the idea of Mandem on the wall was born i was there and if and if i didn't tell and percy has said this to me himself percy told me that if i didn't tell him to stay Mandem on the wall would have never happened and i would not have a comedy series so it's it's important it's and we're talking years and years of events that lead up to this so guys it's important to surround yourself with good people who want the best for you because i wanted percy to stay in the uk so that so that um you know he can get the most out of what he was doing here you know powerful. i i thought it would be wonderful and who knew that later on it would turn into this and these boys have have revolutionized um comedy on the internet in the uk so for very real bra-
0: for real that's powerful and guys just that just to me shows the power of speaking life into other people's situation as well like mm-hmm. taking away from just you cool you you're doing you, you're building you but also build up the people around you because you never know what it's going to lead to, you know,
1: they, they, they if you Powerful. build, build them up, you're equipping them to build you up because you're going to come down. You're going to come down. It's life. It's life. And so I'm so proud and very humbled to know and to say that in a moment of need, I don't have to worry. I don't.
0: Surrounded by good people.
1: Fantastic people. Fantastic people. Well, I want to send an, um, one last shout out. Um, you know th- this man has done so much for me, and I love him to pieces. He's he's one of my close. He's my best friend. Um, I, I'm gonna send a shout out to John Boyega, aka Finn from Star Wars. You know, yes, the, yes. this this guy is one of the most epic people I know. Not because he's my best friend, not because he's famous or anything, but because this man, he 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 um he demonstrates the principles that i talked about in this interview um and that's because we rub off on each other and the rest of our friends we all you know we all rub off on each other and and i just want to send a shout out to him because he set the bar um, incredibly high for every single one of us and i happily happily accept the challenge john thank you bro and and please continue inspiring the rest of the world people are proud of you bro uh, but i don't think anyone is as proud as a friend as i am so thank you
0: powerful man powerful and Living the message right there. Living the message right there. That is awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. And you spent time mm-hmm. with a true eagle, Mr. King Cass and myself, thank Kamal you. Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we will see you next time. Cass, thank you so much for your time. Thank Business you for having me,
1: Kamal. Peace. Peace, thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Aim a Little Hire podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, listened to any show you chose to spend it with us on the Aim a Little Hire podcast and I appreciate you. If you're someone who's sitting there listening to this podcast and been so impressed with the different personal brands we've had on this show and you're thinking, how on earth do I build a brand? Where do I start? Get over to www.aimablittlehire.com and join the Aim a Little Hire tribe where you will receive a crash course in how to build your personal brand. See you on the other side. Peace.